Traders are hoping for some good news this week. Plus, why Morgan Stanley says not so fast on calls for a bull market and the SEC cracking down hard on two crypto exchange leaders. Your market moment starts now. This is Matt Walters here with Eli and Lee. Guys, what's up? Not much. Anything new? Big weekend. Eli, you played some golf. Had mm-hmm. like a bachelor's weekend. Yeah, we we played 36 holes. My my handicap dropped to a, a level that I cannot sustain. Yeah. And so it was... It was feels good it, for now. Yeah, it's a good weekend, but it feels like false advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, what do you guys have going on? Not a whole lot. You know, it's kind of rainy up here on Saturday. Um, did a little yard work. Just typical. Took advantage of some cooler. It was temps. nice. It was awesome yesterday. I, I, I think this may be the calm before the summer temps really kick in. Mm-hmm. I think next week, you know, we're looking at maybe mid nineties. So we did get some rain though, which was we desperately, desperately needed. needed. Yes. So um, yeah. yeah, it was a good weekend. We didn't do we didn't do much either. This but is kind of the the lull in sports. You know, I yeah, mean, you get into the dog days of summer yep. MLB baseball. It's Twelve weeks from this past Saturday, Razorbacks first football game oh you're so. you're already on your countdown We're, we are 82 days oh, wow. <laughs> counting so we'll serious around here yeah optimism is high to start the week as we record this monday afternoon traders are hopeful for two major upcoming events the may consumer price index report tuesday and the fed meeting on wednesday so a couple of quick points here cpi report april's report 4.9 percent inflation may's report econ- economist expecting a 4.0 percent and we've got the Fed meeting. They're actually meeting Tuesday and Wednesday, and then you know Jerome Powell will speak on Wednesday. Expected to pause rate hikes. It's kind of what we think the market's pricing in. Still expected to raise rates at least one more time in July. Has raised rates ten times over the last you know call it eighteen months. So a big week. We were talking about this right before we started recording. A big week of mm-hmm. data and reports coming out. So initial thoughts on CPI and the Fed and what they might do. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and yes, I'm tired of asking this question. You know, are you resigned yeah. from answering I, this question now? You know, I think we're we're still going to see positive news on inflation as far as it's it's trending down. Um, is it enough for them to pause? Probably. I think you know. I'd like to think they've probably already made up their mind. They they would say otherwise. Um, what concerns me a little bit is the markets are pricing in so much positivity like you said at the at the beginning that one little misstep yeah. in a report or some data you know could be you know we could a, give up give up a good chunk i mean we quick. could i yeah. mean i mean do i think we're kind of getting out ahead of ahead of our skis a little bit i do personally i think the markets are getting a little out there but um i don't know we'll see yeah markets move nothing has changed in that markets move really quick these days yeah. i mean like 10 15 20 percent moves in either direction seem to just happen 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 over like shorter and shorter time frames and um you know now is nothing different yeah and if if you look at if you just go to cnbc and click on the s p 500 index you can see how the market is trading much more rapidly than it used to trade yeah. which is on information like these cpi reports any retail investor that's trying to make a, a timing decision based on reports or news articles it basically makes it impossible yeah now which we don't do no but some people out there well you've got more and more you know the market the general investing community 
used to be a small minority of traders and majority of investors, mm-hmm. and that is over time, you know, slowly, you know, become more in line with. There's more and more traders and less yeah. less investors, and so I think that along with technology and the automation of a lot of things and signals, it just it's sped it's sped up how the market moves and reacts for sure. You know, and I think too. There, there have been so many calls for the Fed to be more transparent, and they have. And so now, you know, they, they, you know, it wasn't too long ago that it was the Fed released that they were going to raise or leave unchanged, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's know. the announcement, and then you have an hour and a half press conference, and now you have all the Fed presidents around the country going out and doing talks, Inter- interviews, and, yeah. And so it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of transparency. Too out much there. so. Too, Oftentimes there is too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because now we're in the game of predicting and trying to, you know, just looking into every last word or, or like, oh, he paused. What was the pause for? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you know, but it's ridiculous. Th- but, you know, I think there will be some people on the Fed that vote to raise rates again. I, yeah. I don't think this is going to be a unanimous everybody's in an agreement. Based on, based on what? What do you mean? It, why inflation's trending down. Sure, but I think some people are really looking at the unemployment, you know, and the labor that it, the market. It, well, the and the whole idea—the whole idea is not that okay. Yes, we're trending in the right direction, but we have there is historical evidence to say that like if you stop too early, right, that could like snap back on you pretty quick. And so even if you've got us trending in the right direction, if you stop too soon, you may not go far enough to truly fix the issue. So mm-hmm. I think that I'm not making that argument. Yeah. I'm just saying that's the argument. <clears throat> We've seen it historically, you know, in the past. And to Lee's point, I think, okay, labor market's still really tight. Yes, inflation's trending in the right direction, but can we get away with another rate hike increase or two to just make sure that inflation keeps trending down? I mean, because we've got an unemployment that's barely above 4%. Sure. And so I think that's some of the concern, to Matt's point, is that the the economy is still hot, the labor market is still tight, wages are way up, Mm -hmm. and so... If they pause too soon. And the reality of it, I mean, if I had to make a bet, I'd say they don't get it perfect. No. Right? I mean, <laughs> no. they're going to they're gonna stop too early or go too far, and they're not going to just nail it. But, right. Um, it'll, be an, it'll be an interesting week. Yeah, regardless. a lot going on for sure. So Morgan Stanley says the bear market is not quite over, even though technically from our October lows, the market is up 20%, putting us in a technical bull market. Some analysts predicting gains will continue as various sectors catch up with the current rally. Morgan Stanley sent out a note last week saying their analysts, their analysis shows the bear market is not over. They're predicting a worse than expected earnings recession of 16% by the end of the year before a recovery in 2024, also predicting the S&P drop to 3,900. So this is along the same lines of like you were talking about the markets getting out ahead of itself, right? We were looking at right before we got on here, um, you know, just a chart of the S&P in its in its true state versus like the S and P like equally weighted. And there are definitely some names that have really taken off and kind of ran almost beginning of balloon balloon to the market returns. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you know, the S and P for those of you that don't know the S and P is a value weighted index, right? So the more that a company is worth in totality, the more weight it has within the index. And so you have a handful of really large companies, Microsoft and Apple and some Mm -hmm. of these companies that are huge and so when they move, they move the index. Mm-hmm. And so that they've really had a really good start to the year. And so they've moved the index versus when you look at the S&P equally weighted. So the 500 companies um, not valuated, equally weighted, 
it's up like two or three percent for yeah. the year. So it's mm-hmm. pretty flat. The same with the Russell one thousand. So, um, you know, Morgan Stanley saying we're getting ahead ahead of ourselves, kind of like we were saying, um, saying we're not entering into a longer term bull market, and that's what we've been telling clients. I know a lot mm-hmm. is like, hey, this isn't. We don't feel like it's blue skies ahead just yet, right? We still have some things that we need to work through. You know, having formerly worked at Morgan Stanley and following um, Mike Wilson and, and their team there, historically, they are a little more pessimistic than optimistic. So I don't think um, for traders this would come as any surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's some argument there. I don't, I don't know if we pull back, you know, 12 or 13 more percent, percent from where we're at now. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not the only one on the street calling for a pullback, you know, in the mm-hmm. S&P. Um, so we'll just see. We'll see what, what transpires. I, I, I think a pullback is due, you know, whether it's, you know, going back to retest the lows of last year or going back 10% plus. You know, I don't, I don't think – I'd like to think not, but we'll see. Yeah. Just a question to throw out to you guys. Do you think that – the drops that we had in 2022 could have been the market pricing in those pullbacks and then looking past those pullbacks this year? Um, or is that too too far looking forward? When you say those pullbacks, explain. Like, like The market drops in June all the way down to October, mm-hmm. hitting the lows. Right. Most of that being due to rising interest rates causing multiples to drop. So do you think that the market has priced in what would likely be I mean, I think the market's always trying to price in what is to come. It's just a matter of how good of a job is it doing Mm -hmm. and how patient are people being. And so I think, yeah, the market's always trying to get out. But this could be a perfect example of um, just people are tired of waiting, right? I mean, the market sold off in the first six, seven months of last year has been relatively flat for a pretty long period of time until Mm -hmm. this year we've seen some growth in some particular names. But if you just look at the major indexes, like they're just had, it had not been all that exciting. Right. And so people, I think a lot of traders and they get like, they're just waiting for any ounce of good news <laughs> and then they're allocating money. Right. And they're mm-hmm. just ready. So that can move the market, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're trying to, um, they're investing. I mean, that doesn't mean they're getting the timing right. Yeah. I think things still could get worse before we enter into a truly sustainable kind of longer term cycle where the market could move forward. Yeah. I mean, I agree with, with most of that, you mm-hmm. know, the markets tend to look ahead six to nine months. So if mm-hmm. you think that the market, well, the market low was in October, you know, looking ahead now. to April to May. So, um, so, and so now if it's, we're, we're in June, mm-hmm. so the markets are already looking ahead into 24. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, there's arguments both sides. Um, I think this week's going to go a long way to proving somebody right. You know, I mean, I think the longer we go, it's going to it's going to be hard for the market to stay flat or continue moving sideways and not really rally. The longer we go without something really bad happening, mm-hmm. right? People are just going to we're not patient people, right? And so they're just going to say, "The heck with it," you know. We're invested, and we're gonna we're gonna go for it, and so. You know, and does that help us avoid something catastrophic happening, <laughs> like people staying optimistic and say, I don't know. Um, I still think there's some pressure um, over the next six to nine months, but, you know, it's hard to bet against the market. Yeah. On it it yeah. certainly feels like a pessimistic bull market, yeah. one of the most pessimistic. You know, I think one thing, one of their bullet points was that they're they're forecasting an earnings recession. 
yeah. you know, over the next half of the year, you know, and that's the one piece of the market that has held up remarkably well, you know, they were expecting, you know, second quarter earnings to be below, you know, and or to be low. And they came in for the most part at or above consensus. Mm-hmm. So again, the consumer is relatively strong. And yeah. until we see the consumer really begin to, to break, you know, I think we'll hold up just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, kind of transitioning here into crypto, this is something we haven't talked about in a long time. So crypto crackdown, the SEC is finally cracking down on crypto. Um, everybody's kind of been waiting to see what they were going to do. So the SEC accused Binance, the largest crypto exchange of violating S securities laws, mishandling customer funds, inflating trading volumes and misleading investors. They asked federal court to freeze the assets of Binance's U.S. entity. Binance tweeted it was stopping U.S. dollar deposits, would soon prevent withdrawals, and intends to change to a crypto-only exchange. Um, SEC sued Coinbase for allegedly ignoring requests to register with the SEC. Moody's downgraded its outlook on Coinbase. So a lot of negative news. The SEC is definitely coming down hard. I think this is something that we don't know how it ends like tomorrow i mean it's probably going to drag on forever it has already been dragging on forever in terms of waiting for regulation and is it as you know is crypto a security is it you know all this stuff but um the sec seems like they're really kind of coming out ready to crack down on some stuff yeah Mm -hmm. you know there's so much of this i do not understand i'm with um yeah you know but then you listen to you know the the ceo of coinbase and the head of binance on the news shows and you know they they espouse that they've not done anything wrong. They're following all the rules, and so I mean, as he said, she said, the SEC is going to go after them, you know. But until there's true regulation on this particular industry, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still think it's the wild wild west. Mm-hmm. I, I see both sides. I mean, I think it, it's a hundred percent the wild west, but I also see the frustration on the crypto side, in that you know they're sitting there as like you know regulation by enforcement. Yeah, like okay, how do we operate a business that way, right? If y'all aren't telling us what the rules are mm-hmm. and what we can and can't do, and then you're just going to come in do and them. slap down right. stuff. Yeah, I mean, so I I definitely understand that side of it, but I also know people um, that it is the Wild West and it's not something that just needs to be, you know, thrown mm-hmm. around and, and people throwing money at left and right because you're going to get blown up. It, so. it is a – we're watching it happen over and over that these large crypto companies are getting basically shook down by the sec making sure that they're doing what is right but what is right is a is a completely different discussion because it's a different world so to speak than stocks you're Mm -hmm. you're not you're not buying something that has an underlying value necessarily so it's it we'll probably see consistently more of this in different the large crypto yeah well, I think, and I know for a long time, a lot of the crypto people were like, hey, call us a security. We don't care. Just tell us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like if we're security, we're security. Tell us. That way we can move forward. Yeah. And so hopefully they'll get it figured out. I'm kind of I'm kind of over the whole thing, to be honest. <laughs> but um, a really funny thing happened this weekend. So I know, guys, both of y'all are golfers, right? So we had, what tournament was this? It was Canadian like Canadian Open. The Canadian Open, RBC Canadian Open. So Nick Taylor drained a 72-foot putt to win the Open, which was awesome. The first Canadian to do so in the tournament's 69-year history. So that was awesome. But what was funny is a buddy of his, so Adam Hadwin, rushing over to celebrate with a champagne bottle, got mistaken for a patron and was tackled by by a security (laughs) guard. 
you know, but what's funny is, you know, Adam, not only his good friend, but he's a professional golfer. Yeah, I mean, he's he, on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. right? And he's just a, wanting a to friend. celebrate. A friend <laughs> celebrate. He's out there popping the champagne, and this security guard slash linebacker, soon yeah. to be recruited to the NFL. Yes, exactly. Um, the Canadian Football League is probably looking at him. I wonder. He just levels him on the 18th green, <laughs> thinking he is. What a just, hum- what a humbling moment for Adam. Because <laughs> one, not only do you get leveled, win. but two, like. No one even knows who you are. They just yeah. think you're some random guy it, chasing this it, other guy. And to hear the commentators, it, it was very funny for it, how it all transpired, uh-huh. you know, watching it real time. What was really funny, though, is so Hadwin's wife, Jessica, later tweeted, she said, I'm thrilled to report that Adam is still among the land of the living and in true Canadian form apologized to the security <laughs> guard for being tackled. So, <laughs> so Adam apologized to you know, if this was if he was American, he would already suit him three, four times. Yeah, probably so. But um, <laughs> that was really funny. You definitely have to go check that out if you haven't seen it's it. It's pretty funny. In other golf news, you know, this week is the U.S. Open, which historically is considered the hardest mm-hmm. of the four majors. Right. P- partly because the rough is designed to just you know crush any golfer. Have you seen the cut? It's in some places eight to ten inches deep. They showed. Um, some golfers just dropping their golf ball just to see. Can't see Couldn't it. Couldn't even see it. It's 8 to 10 inches in places. Where are they um, playing it this year? Out in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Country Club, I okay. think. I don't think it's at Riviera, but I, I do know mm. it's out in L.A. So it'll be fun to watch some of these professional golfers, mm-hmm. you know, kind of look like us when we're playing <laughs> at just the regular courses around hey, spe- here. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah, handicap dropped this weekend. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mr. 10 Handicap. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, good conversation today. Any parting thoughts? No, it just, it'll be an interesting week. Big week. We'll have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, for sure. Will. With all the data that's coming out. We will. So, um, as always, we want to end with a thought of the day. This one's from Harry Truman. A pessimist is one who makes difficulties of his opportunity. Let me start over. Okay. A pessimist is one who makes difficulties of his opportunities, and an optimist is one who makes opportunities of his difficulties. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. I had to go slow there, but that is a really good uh Really good quote from Harry Truman. So let's be optimistic the rest of the year. Hopefully Absolutely. this market can get some legs under it and keep and, running. And we hope people enjoyed our second live podcast. Second live video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's been fun. We'll continue to try to make it better as always. But um, we appreciate you guys listening to the market moment. We look forward to seeing you next week. that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock-1financial.com disclosures.